We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Before we get to the horribleness of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the goddamn NFC and playing the Super Bowl Whoa. in their home stadium, before we get to that atrocity, I want to remind actually, people... It sounded like a sound effect. Ten years ago today, the Saints... Won the NFC in the Superdome. Uh, beat the Minnesota Vikings because Adrian Peterson fumbled approximately 9,000 times. And it was glorious and amazing. So if you're having a bad day, just remember, 10 years ago today, Saints won the NFC. It was fantastic. Um, listen, we're going to get to Sean Payton's end-of-year press conference. I got a bunch of sound from that. That's really interesting. We're going to get to quarterback things with Matthew Stafford saying he wants out of Detroit. But first, I thought I was okay, and I was over the Saints beating Tampa. I mean, losing to Tampa, and they 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 shitted it away. They played like garbage. They turned the ball over four times, and then I watched Tampa go to Green Bay today and win. And I don't even think the Saints could have won today in Green Bay the way the, their condition. But to watch Tom Brady go to a tenth Super Bowl, he's gonna have people sucking his cock. All the next two weeks. And, Andrew, of the last eight quarters, he's played two good ones. He was great in the first half today. He was dog shit in the second half. And he was kind of mediocre against the Saints. He just didn't turn the ball over. Like, it infuriates me that Tom Brady has gotten to another Super Bowl, that lucky son of a bitch. And he didn't even play that great. Like, it's so infuriating. Yeah, I'm I'm bummed. Uh, you know, I I said after the game that I felt pretty I felt okay and, and kind of at peace with the Saints being eliminated and you know, this whole week I've kind of felt okay and then uh, today, man, just watching the playoff games kind of made me sad. I miss miss Saints football. I watched the Bucks get into the Super Bowl and I was just like ugh. 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 It's awful. So yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling too good right now. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. Tampa going to the Super Bowl. It's just Dave. Yeah, what, no. Were this you... is sick, sickening. Sickening. It's uh, the worst. Sick, 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 sick people. <laughs> Mentally sick, 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 sick people. Sick in the head. Uh, no, I mean it's. I, I just, this whole Tom Brady thing, man, it makes me feel some kind of way. Like, I, 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 I want to hate him. I do hate him. He goes to a, a different team in a different conference <laughs> that was middling, and he somehow manages to make the Super Bowl again. Like, I, I mean. As a wild card. As a wild card. I know. But like, what is, it's like, he doesn't do, I don't, I I just I cannot wrap my mind around it. I don't understand how he does it. You know, it's just like Ralph said. Like he's not like playing amazing football, and like he never really was like an amazing quarterback. He didn't make like amazing. You know, yeah, he made some throws when he needed to make them, but like, like I don't understand how he does this. It's like he, he just pulls this shit out of his ass. I it's like Tim Tebow. Like he he just, all he did was win games. Like he, well, I will he say this for Brady. 
Like a forty-three, a forty-three-year-old dude having the arm that he's still got is, it's fucking amazing. Fucking I, I will say, I hate, I hate it, and I and I'll admit, I will be the first to admit, I hate it because I'm fucking jealous, and I hate that it's not Drew Brees. I hate is. that Tom Brady gets to continue doing this, and Drew Brees doesn't. That's why I fucking hate it. I, I will never like it. Well, and another worse, thing that was. That you know, this was like the whole thing. Everybody, when when Brady left New England, the big question was, who who was the mastermind behind all those Super Bowls in New England? Was it Belichick or was it Brady? Was it because was Brady was a great quarterback or was it because Belichick was a good coach? So far right now, it is uh, game, set, and match Brady. Uh, <laughs> he, Brady accurate. looks like he, he – you, you, you just I hate to say it, but you cannot argue it. He is no. He is people the were saying, greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. People were saying just, how do the wins, how do Patriot fans win, feel? Win, win, no matter what. Yeah, people were saying how do Patriot fans feel? I was like, Patriot fans are probably fine. I wonder how the fuck Belichick feels because this is like a giant nut kick I'm sure, to I'm his sure legacy. Belichick and Pats fans are consoling themselves with what the five six, six Super, Super Bowls they've won. The, the yeah, other so, thing that was, I, I'm sure they're fine. The other thing that was really kind of annoying today was um, My wife. she was rooting for Brady because of him talking to Drew after the game and throwing Drew's kid a touchdown. <laughs> she was like, that was so sweet. Tom Brady, he really understands. Only only him and Drew understand how it is to play quarterback after 40. I think that was really nice of Tom. So I'm rooting for the Bucks. I was like, oh, get the fuck out of here with this. But So that was my day. Um I mean, just just get ready for the next two weeks because oh my God. the me, the media they're going to be shoving wish, it down your throat. The, I wish I had personal Brady, days I could just. The Mahomes Brady love fest is going to be off the fucking charts. It is oh going to be God. you know the whole uh, passing of the torch. Tom Brady Mahomes, you know the guy that used to win all the Super Bowls versus the guy that's winning all the Super Bowls now. <laughs> uh, you know, one last time for Tom Brady. It is going to be it is going to be uh, unbearable. I, I feel wish... like we're also. We're also like five minutes away from a Darren Ravel tweet uh, about how the the different PMS color reds oh, uh, are like two digits away uh, for the two teams. Like, oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers PMS color is uh, 236, and the uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs PMS colors is uh, 238. Fun fact. Oh my God, I'm I... Darren Ravel. I can't. I wish I had. Can you rent the Unabomber's cabin in Montana? And I could just take like two weeks of PTO and just go to a cabin and not not have access to my phone or the internet and just come back the Monday after the Super Bowl. My God, this is. Are you this, gonna are you gonna mail anything from that cabin too, or are you just just stay remote and quiet? Yeah, for the next two weeks, if you get a if you get a package from Saints Happy Hour, don't open it. Um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mail anything. Uh, all mailings. Um, my wife. She's in charge of that. Oh, and by the way, thanks to Adrian and Pam, and um, I'm not going to butcher your name. It starts with uh, a, an X and a V, but uh, you signed up. They all signed up at the $12 level thanks to them. It starts with an X and a V? It starts with an X and a V, and I don't want to butcher that poor man's name. Zavenler or something, but but he's – Xavier? No, it's not Xavier. It's it's like it's like Xavier, but it ends in D E R S. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter JJ Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! 
I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So it's very, it's very, it's very confusing. I uh, guess the one thing we can thank Tom Brady for is that he has turned Aaron Rodgers' career after this loss. Rodgers' is, uh, his whole just landscape of his career, his legacy is pretty Drew Breesy. Come coming over here, Aaron. The yeah. water's warm yeah. <laughs> in, fa- in failures in the playoffs. Come over. Say. Come over here, buddy. The water is warm. One Super Bowl. He's 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 breezy and 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 Aaron Rodgers man he was kind of despondent after the game he's like I don't know about my future in Green Bay I don't know I, all of everybody's uh, futures up in the air I gotta say that that part was beautiful no um so before we get to the Saints end of the year press conference with Sean Payton and before we get to Matthew Stafford I learned something really interesting today. Or, or Friday. Andrew doesn't know shit about American history because he went to school in fancy pants France. So, Andrew, I've got history questions he knows for all about you. Napoleon. I've got I've got some history questions Dynamite. for you. Dynamite? Yeah. So, I, got a, I had a history question for you. Was Ike Harris, was he a Civil Any War general that helped defeat the South at Gettysburg, or was he a Saints receiver on the 1978 team. I'm going to go Saints receiver. He was god damn it. <laughs> so I'm surprised he didn't know that right off the bat. That he that did. Was, he just dropped it. So that's what this. we're going to do. We're not going to do it it's like a long bit but like every week I'm going to try to come up with a history question to stump Juge. Maybe we'll get we'll get Thomas to do a graphic for us. We'll do some Jeopardy yeah, music. Yeah, no, I, I never got much American history. I I obviously did European history over there, and then by the time I came to Louisiana for high school when I went to St. Paul's, they were teaching mostly European <laughs> history because I guess they figured all the kids saw they, they all know it. American history by now. They've been being taught that for years, and so I yeah I never really got American history lessons. I don't I don't think I don't think Ike was a uh, a common name in 1862. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a dead giveaway, Ralph. Yeah, Chester Arthur. Guard on the 1983 Saints or former U.S. president? Chester Gardner. Chester Arthur. Chester, Arthur. Chester. Uh, that's that sounds like. Uh, Is he president. really thinking about this? That sounds like a president. Yeah. Damn it! He's good. He's getting lucky. Two for so, two, baby. So what I want, what I want listeners to do is, I want you to email Saints Happy Hour at Gmail. I want you to. Email history questions you think you can stump Juge with, and if you stump Juge, we'll send you a prize. So Saints Happy Hour at Gmail. Put in the title history question for Juge. (laughs) I'm getting shamed by my son at school because he's like, uh, you know, he's ten, so he's in fifth grade, (laughs) and he's starting to learn like he's like Civil War stuff, and I don't know any of the stuff, so he. He's he has like this bank of knowledge now that I've just like these people that you're talking about I've never heard these names yeah. in my life. So Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I tweeted out late Saturday night um, just a joke about the Saints quarterback situation. I was like, my quarterback preferences for the Saints, Matthew Stafford 1, Winston 2, Broken Drew Brees 3, Aaron Brooks 4, Archie Manning, Cyborg 5, Taysom 45. And people got mad at me, boy. That tweet has like 1,500 likes, but like 80 people just like yelled at me. And so it made me think like quarterback, 
is all Saints Twitter. Is That's all we want to talk about. That's all we're going to discuss. We want to fight about it. We want to argue about it until the Saints make a decision. So, Dave, Matthew Stafford and Detroit, they, like, kind of mutually agreed, hey, I'm done here. Uh, we're going to try to trade you. So, Matthew Stafford, he's the new shiny possible quarterback for the Saints. Would you want him on the Saints? And if you did, what would you give up for him? Mm. Uh, yeah, I would take him. I mean, you know, he's not that young. He's, what, 32? 32, yep. Uh, so, but, you know, that he gives you, you know, maybe four, five years yeah. uh, of, of decent quarterback play. It gives you time to find somebody else. He'll uh, be 33 in February. Next yeah. Um, you know, and I, I have... I think Matthew Stafford is the perfect example of a quarterback who's got a lot of talent, who's got a lot of skill, has never been on a good team with with a you know with a a good franchise that's been able to build a team around him. I I think he's the perfect example of somebody who could go to uh, a better system and uh, and definitely win. Yeah. Um, what would I give up for him? Uh, you know, I don't know. Like we were discussing earlier, I mean, he's going to have a market. I mean, there's he's going to have a lot of teams that are going to be. He's going to have a hellacious market because I just want to name. I want to name the teams that need a quarterback: the Saints, Bears. the Bears, the Colts, the Patriots. Um, am I missing anyone? Maybe no, the Steelers. Maybe the Steelers. Guy. That's five. Um, the Lions. Did you say Lions? Well, the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> They're moving on from Stafford. So that's five teams that don't need – and the Texans maybe if they would yeah. trade Deshaun Watson, right? So you could have six teams desperate for a freaking quarterback. Um, Andrew, I like Stafford. He'd be my number one choice in a vacuum. But but I really think he's going to get a – he's going to get a low – He's either well, going to get not, a low first-round pick or, like, Watson. a second and a third-round pick from somebody. Like – you're assuming that Watson is a pipe dream, right? That it just the Saints can't get him. Yeah, like I just, yeah. like I just, I think, and I don't even think it's a case of the Saints not willing to go YOLO. I just think there's so many teams that have multiple first round picks, and they pick higher than the Saints anyway. Like the Saints, yeah. the Saints could offer five first round picks, and the Dolphins could still trump them because they could say, "Hey, we'll give you Tua, number three, number eighteen, and our 2022." first round pick and that would be better than the Saints giving them five first round picks so it's just I just think it isn't even a matter of the Saints willingness to get nuts it's just they they don't have the ammunition for Watson so that's that's why that I totally agree I totally agree yeah and the Saints pick 28 so when you think about parting ways with your first round pick you got to be specific about what that means because if you're picking 16 and you're willing to give that up that's a huge difference between that and giving up the 28th pick. Uh, so all not all first-round picks are created equal. And, yeah, I mean, I, I would give up the 28th pick in a second for Matt Stafford. Absolutely. The problem is, it, though, it, you have I a... think the I think the window is immediately open for the Saints again if they get a quarterback like that. Because now you're Dude. pairing him. Like, look at what he's done in, in Detroit most recently. And now you pair him with Kamara. You pair him with Michael Thomas. You pair him with an offensive line that's competent. You pair him with Sean Payton. Uh, I, I think it would immediately open the window for the Saints to compete again in 2021. Dave, here's my question to you. Let's say the Colts and the Steelers are like, we want Matthew Stafford too. We'll give you a first-round pick. So the Saints' first-round pick would be lower than the Steelers and the Colts. So that would put them behind the eight ball. So if you were the Saints and you really wanted Matthew Stafford, like, what's the point where you're like, that's too much. Would you say, okay, we'll give you 28 and we'll give you the comp, the comp third-round pick for Fontenot because that's not even a real pick. We just got it because Fontenot got a GM job with Atlanta. So, like, what's the point where you're where, – where even though you, you might really like Stafford, you would – if you're the Saints, where do you think they would walk away and be like, we're just going to roll with Jameis and Taysom? Like, what, what's the point where the price gets too high? I mean, I could easily see two first-round picks for Stafford. I mean, I know he's oh old, my but God. I mean, I could – I just, you know, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about a proven quarterback who could yeah. potentially come in and he's win 30. immediately. He's old. He's over 30, though. I know. I know. But, I mean, 
I, I can't. I, I don't think I, I. I just would not be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if that. Would you do it if you were the Saints? Though would you do it? Would you give mm-hmm. up for two firsts? I. <laughs> they they did it for Davenport. I know that's yeah, that's the thing is like I. It, that's the thing is like would I would I be happy with them doing it? I don't know that. Well, actually, honestly, yes, I would. Because I like Andrew said, they've they've done they've done stupider things. They've done I know things they've, they, they've done stupider things, but like that's not a reason to give up two firsts for a quarterback that's over thirty. Like like you know, I'm a, I'm responsible at the casino, but it doesn't mean I should keep. I should keep hitting on 18 at the blackjack table uh, because this I did is, it a couple again, times. This is, this is a known... 28. One of those picks is 28. Right. And, but this do, is, do this, you is think... known, this is a known entity. You know what you're getting. This isn't, yeah. this isn't, this is moving up for a draft pick uh, for a rookie. This, this is, this is going for a quarterback that's been in the league for what? 12 years, whatever. Uh, and he's got at least what record. three years, and he's has got never at least three years. And he's what has he has? I think he's never missed a game, right? Has no, he played every single game. He's missed playing. He was injured last. Oh yeah, year. that's right. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. He's tough as a son of a bitch, year. though. Like he plays through. He played through a ton yeah. of shit. Yeah, you know. But here's here's the thing, Andrew. Like, I, I think the thing is with the Saints, they're. It's not that the window is closing or whatever, and the, and their roster is going to be terrible. But like they're even though I think Loomis is going to do amazing things, and and the cap is not going to be as bad, and they're not going to have to gut the roster like people think. I still think they're going to have a hard time this year and probably next time next year getting additions through free agency. So the draft is really how they're going to shape and improve this team, and for them to give up two firsts for Stafford, I mean, I think I'd if, if you told me. I could have Stafford, but I got to give up two first, or I could have Winston, Winston and Taysom. I think I'd go Winston, Winston and Taysom for that because it's just it's so that's so much. Considering where the Saints are, they're not in the same spot that they were in 2018, where they gave up two first for Davenport. I think it's. I, I think, I it's think diff- your I think your argument for Watson is the same for Stafford. I think there are other teams out there that would want him and would have more ammunition. So I I, I believe it's going to be difficult for the Saints. Forget the cap stuff. I mean, that's another thing with Watson. I'm not sure the Saints can even fit him under the cap. But let's say they were able to fit Stafford under the cap. I still think the Lions are going to find offers that are more appealing to him than what the Saints can offer. So Do you think it, the, 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 the team that scares me to death with Stafford isn't so much – I don't think Carolina would do it because I think they're in rebuild mode and their coach has security. The team that scares me to death is San Francisco. Like if San Francisco yeah. got Stafford, they, I think they would instantly be back to being a Super Bowl contender, you know. And at and least would... they're well, they, they've had some serious injuries. You never know how those guys are going to come back, and um, you know they play in a tough division. So that that's the thing about the 49ers is you know who knows from year to year how that division goes. Uh, but they beat up on each other. But the the thing about so I agree with you, Ralph. I, I think it's fun to talk about these scenarios and these possibilities but the reality is it's it's probably going to be Winston and Taysom and I do think there's a really strong chance that Winston will be back because he didn't really do anything this year I mean other than that touchdown pass in the playoff game on a trick play where Traquan's wide open he really hasn't thrown much and so I don't think anyone's really seen enough to decide, you know what, I am going to make Jameis Winston the quarterback of the future. I, I don't think anyone's investing in him heavily, so I think he will be at a palatable price, and uh, the Saints can bring him back, let those two compete. And the thing about Jameis is I do think his ceiling is maybe even higher than Matt Stafford's. I agree with Dave. I still feel more secure with Matt Stafford because Matt Stafford lives in this plane where you know his ceiling and his and – his, floor and it's they're pretty close to each other right whereas the variance with Jameis Winston I would say is actually higher than Stafford's ceiling but the floor is much lower and you don't know what you're going to get next year so I mean uh, you could you could tell me Dave you could lay out like five different scenarios with Winston and I could they could all be plausible you could be like 30 touchdowns 25 picks same old Jameis Saints eject you could give me like he starts out great finishes crappy 
then we have to make a decision. You could give me a thing where the Saints go 9-7, and seven, he's kind of a mess, but gets super hot in the playoffs, and the Saints make a deep run, and then they keep him. Like, Winston, he's, to me, he's so tempted, like, the, he's like a, the mystery door, and that makes him so appealing to me. Like, I, I just, like, want to, I want to be like, I want the mystery door. Like, what's a game show? Let's make a deal. I want to do like let's yeah. make a deal, and I want to I want to pull the mystery door, but behind Jameis, just because I've I guess the 15 years of the same old consistency of greatness with Drew Brees, like I'm just jonesing to get really really reckless and 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 grab the mystery crate. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom, a performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I'm with you, Ralph. I really want to see what Jameis can do. I really want him to have a shot. Regardless of what the Saints do, if they go for somebody like Stafford or Watson or bring somebody or draft somebody, uh, I definitely want Jameis to be there uh, and to be and to compete for the opportunity to be the quarterback. I would, I, you know, regardless of what they do. And just going back to Stafford and Watson, whatever, and trading and what they would give up. I mean, is is a player not a, an option, giving them a player? Mm, well, uh, the thing you know, is, though. Giving the... them a Taysom or a Michael Thomas or an Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. I know, I know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I know, but, mm-hmm. you know, we can always find somebody else. Sean Payton is always good at finding those guys. Ooh, I mean, I mean... I... Did you mention the football team or Denver? Though those are destinations looking for quarterbacks too. I think Just add them to the list. Everybody, everybody needs a quarterback. Well, I think yeah. Dallas is going to take the. But you know what though? The thing that the thing that's interesting with Detroit though is what if the, what if Detroit 
because they have Aaron Glenn and they have yep. Dan Campbell. What if Detroit came to the Saints and said, look, we don't want a first-round pick. We want your second-round pick, and we want Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. <laughs> Done. He, he Where does, do I sign? After Dan Campbell's speech, uh, CJ, GJ definitely seems like fits a, in, man. a Dan Campbell guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're, that's a good point, Ralph. There is some high fleece potential. I mean, I'd be I, – Stafford would be awesome, and he'd be great for the podcast, but um, I'd be sad if, if, if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson left. Like, I love his smack talking. And, oh, by the way, we only have 45 Forever Drew – cups left so become a patron and get yourself the forever drew cup before it goes away just saying um so the thing that was interesting to me is we i i listened to sean payton's end of year uh press conference and he had a lot of interesting stuff to say um but the interesting thing andrew is he talked about people leaving and I want, and why it's it can be a good thing, and I want to talk about that after we hear Sean Payton because Joe Lombardi he's going to get a second crack at an offensive coordinator job. I know Mickey and I both look at it as a positive. Mr. B once came to see me and said, "Hey, we got a lot of these guys interviewing coach," and I said to him, "Mr. B, it's, it's not a concern." I said, "The concern should be when no one has any interest in talking to any of your people." <laughs> it's a good point, Andrew. They only teams only want to talk about talk to teams that win, but. The Saints have had six uh, uh, serious sort of drain out of the building. They lost Terry Fontenot. They're going to lose Lombardi. They've lost Glenn. Um, they held on to Ryan Nielsen. Sean Payton told Ed Ogeron to go get fucked, and they gave Ryan Nielsen a raise and made him assistant coach. But how concerned are you about the drain of assistant coaches? Yeah, how, how could I not be? Uh, I mean, I think on some level we all know it's it's Loomis and it's Peyton at its core, you know, and it starts at the top. And I'll throw the Benson family in there, you know, Gail. And, and so I think it's a well-run organization that has solid leadership at the top. But you got to replace those people. Um, Aaron Glenn, for a while now, has been kind of viewed as one of the best Saints assistants and uh, – you know, Joe Lombardi is kind of known, Nick Underhill was saying this a bunch today, but Joe Lombardi's kind of viewed as working in the lab with Sean Payton, Carmichael, and, and him, and those three. And Lombardi comes up with a lot of the offensive game plan ideas, and he's super creative, and they really value him in the building. So that's a big deal. And Dan Campbell, you know, I know his press conference came off maybe a little ridiculous for some. Certainly the, the nerds didn't like it because it was maybe too you know 1980s actually the nerds coach, really right? liked it because he wasn't he oh, really? wasn't locked in the scheme and he's like how you win football is you get your best players on the other team's crappy players and scheme and plays that doesn't matter so the nerds kind of like excited the talking heads are the ones that fucking hated they were it. offended yeah they were offended yeah but i i do think uh campbell had a type a rah-rah locker room kind of leader motivation motivational speaker kind of guy and he brought an element from an energy perspective that the players really responded to he was a former player and so you've got to find a way to get those voices in the locker room with new people and it's it's always got to be a combination of you want to get veteran coaches that are experienced mike nolan's a guy i was just thinking about like okay is there a place for him maybe on the defensive staff since he just got fired? And you want some young guys, some people that we've never heard of, some some guys that the Saints will hire and all three of us will be like, who is that? Never heard yeah. of him. But you got to be creative about these hires because, uh, you know, there's a lot of youthful coaches that are getting hired to be head coaches because they're offensive geniuses. And, you know, Joe Brady is kind of the closest to home that's been this guy that went from, you know, low man on the Saints staff, basically getting every, getting people coffee to <laughs> offensive coordinator on LSU, co-offensive coordinator, whatever, and now he's in Carolina. So, you know, the ascension can be quick sometimes for some of these young minds. Yeah. Uh, but I think you want to try to find that person too. All right, Dave, my next soundbite for Sean Payton, and this is this – is, I don't know how you and Andrew – you and Andrew are probably more reasonable, but me – 
I am going to analyze every Sean Payton soundbite from he, from now until the time when they pick a quarterback to whatever he says. I'm going to read into it like it's a conspiracy, and I'm going to believe that he gives us hints and tidbits on who is the quarterback of the future. Um, he talked about um, the quarterbacks, and I want you to realize, Dave, he mentions Winston first, so I believe that that means Jameis Winston is 100% the Saints starter in 2021. I've said it a number of times. I, I'm, I'm real confident in the, in the players. I, we have a real good room. Uh, I'm excited about Jameis Winston. I'm excited about Taysom Hill. You know, those are guys that, that we've had a chance, obviously, to, to see for a period of time. Not as long, maybe not as much time with Jameis, but... You know, we'll, we'll handle it accordingly. I mean, we're, that position's important. Uh, it's vital. And, yeah. and that's why yeah. we, we've paid attention to, uh, like, a, a, an off-season signing like Jameis. We'll paid attention to keeping, keeping Taysom here. We, you know, we knew there's a chance at some point in time we'll, we'll be dealing with the transition. Try to be as prepared as we can when that time comes. Uh, so I, I really like the prospects of those players and having seen them, you know, up close and, and personal. Dave, am I a complete and utter lunatic for believing that that means Jameis Winston is a starter? He mentioned Jameis first, first. Yeah, uh, it does. That does mean you're a lunatic, <laughs> uh, but it doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're wrong. Look, I, I think, and I will believe this, uh, the entire offseason, I think for sure they are planning on, on re-signing Jameis, bringing him back, and he will be on this team competing for the starting quarterback job next season. Now, what may, whether they bring in somebody else, again, whether they draft somebody else, whether they sign somebody else, um, I, I think that that's a possibility. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Taysom, Jameis, and I think they're going to bring in some, uh, you know, uh, some somebody n- n- noteworthy, I would say. You know, are you guys this. are you guys surprised at all? I'm. Well, I guess Dave hasn't mentioned him either. So, but are we surprised that Sean Payton and Dave haven't even mentioned Trevor Simeon yet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is. He signed He's... a futures contract. He is on the roster. He will be in <laughs> camp. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, You're I not don't... feeling not feeling Simeon, huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. no. The Saints' 2020 season is over, but this offseason is going to be the biggest, craziest Saints offseason since 2006. Hell, it might be the craziest offseason the Saints have ever had. And you're going to want Saints breaking news. And guess what? The Saints Happy Hour, we deliver breaking news podcast every time something happens with the Saints. And you're going to need your Saints fix. You're going to want to know what's going on, and we deliver it for you. Become a patron for 10 bucks. You get the best swag box, four swag items. Amazing. You get access to the Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in a private chat. And you get access to this podcast ad-free every single day. No ads ever you need the saints happy hour podcast during the saints off season so do it go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today at saintshappyhour.com mike triplett asked sean payton about quarterbacks and how hard it is to find them in the mid rounds and sean payton got a ma- got mad at mike triplett and they kind of went back and forth but sean payton did mention that evaluating quarterbacks is freaking hard so andrew listen to this soundbite does listening to this does this make you think uh, that they are sort of cold on the draft this year and won't be super aggressive to get a quarterback? Because I think it's a position that oftentimes is poorly evaluated. You know, there's some years where you look at the first round and you wonder how this could have happened. And then it's even a bigger shock because, man, that's how the mocks had them being drafted. And then, well, clearly something went wrong. They weren't developed because we, we mocked them there. They were drafted there. And so... Look, I think there's so much that goes into it. You know, it's, it's not perfect relative to a science, and yet I think there are, and history shown us, more of them are found in the early rounds, no question. And yet, you know, there, there are great exceptions where, you know, guys were taken a little bit later and, and had great success. Andrew, that's more QAnon, on from Ralph. I read into that soundbite. They're not trading up. They're not trading up. Very. 
It's Jameis. We need to start. We need to start a Twitter account, by the way, Saints QB Anon, and we just analyze and make up rumors. And I can be QB Anon. I can be the source of all the fake rumors. But we need a Saints QB Anon Twitter. But Andrew. Does that sound like, does it make you think the Saints will be less likely to trade up from 28 well, and go get Ralph, a rookie? While I give you this answer, you need to go on Twitter and create this QB Anon account right now. So <laughs> go do that right now. I give you your burner. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, you, you've got quarterbacks this year like Trask and Mac Jones. Guys, that, those two might go in the first round. I mean, I don't know how they're uh, – combine's gonna go and and all that but there's a good chance they'll be drafted in the first round and they don't look like first round talent qbs to me they don't i I would be scared to draft either of those players i know some people probably listening to this and think they're gonna be awesome quarterbacks so i apologize if i offended you but i just think there's an he's right i mean there's a number of guys that get picked and and they're a disaster and i think part of it is circumstantial because it's like yeah you, you go to the jags you go to the Bengals, like maybe you're screwed from the start. Maybe it doesn't really matter how good you are. If you're if you're on a terrible franchise with a terrible coach and poorly supported, then you're set up to fail. You know, so that that may be part of it for some of these guys. And yet I quarterbacks are notorious for being overdrafted. And you see the dominoes, you see it happen all the time in these drafts where you know, a guy goes first overall. Then the next guy gets picked third, and then it's like everyone else that needs a quarterback is panicking. They are, they're trading up to six to take the next guy, and then so then the fourth quarterback is taken 13th. And by the time you get to the fifth or sixth, you know, it's like you're starting to get a diminishing returns here. Meanwhile, like the best center in the draft or the best running back in the draft are still sitting there available. So we, we've Christian, seen that happen a million the, times. The, the, the human example of that, Andrew, is Christian Ponder for the Vikings, where you're just like, they're like, we need a quarterback. we got to take him. He's not that good at Florida State, but he's got a strong arm. Let's just go. Um, <laughs> so here's a question that I want both of you to answer afterwards because – Sean Payton talked about the salary cap, and of course we know that he's his, his in this soundbite. He's like, <laughs> we, we figured the fucking salary cap out. We're the Saints, man. This is what we do. But I want you to listen to Sean Payton talk about the cap, and then I want to talk about which way we think the Saints will go uh, this um, off season. I'd like to think it won't. What we don't know is. Take the player you're referencing, which could be any player. What's the number for that player to get him back? Or what's the number that someone else may be interested in signing him? Um, obviously, we have to wait to see where that cap number falls. And, and we'll begin the process of studying the roster and, and, and then, you know, looking closely at those decisions. We've always, listen, we've always found a way relative to certainly the players we know to work through some of the challenges and some of the obstacles and, and, and put the best team on the field that we feel like is possible. And, and that will be something that, that won't change this year. Will it be challenging? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it will be, but um, certainly, you know, we'll be looking at solution based decisions that, that we feel like are, are best for the Saints. So Andrew or, or Dave, what do you think they'll, I want to go to Dave first, Dave, what do you think the Saints are going to do? Do you think they're going to say, we're going to go get a quarterback and we're just going to keep pushing all this salary cap mess. We're going to push it to the future again and we're going to roll and try to win a championship. Or are they going to try to go to the middle ground where they're like, eh, we'll push a little bit to the future, but we're going to kind of eat it this year and we're going to kind of stand and try to clean up the cap and maybe this is like a transition year. We're not rebuilding, but we're not going YOLO for the future. Like, what do you think is the same what do you think their course of action is going to be with the cap for 2021 you know i i really don't know i'm just i'm i would just be guessing um but i don't i don't i don't think they're really in a position to go totally yolo i i mean they are 
really behind the eight ball this season. I mean, I know they've been behind behind the eight ball in past seasons, but I think this is by far the worst the worst it's been. Because Loomis um, math has always been based on the cap is going to go up ten to fifteen million dollars, so you always have kind more of, wiggle room than you think. And then a pandemic hit, and the cap is going it, down. And it, and it's blown up in his face. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so and and you know earlier this year, you know, I was always hoping that there was going to be some kind of bailout somehow. It is kind. Know. I mean, it, I think the seventeenth game will help him a little. Yeah, but. Um, so I, I so again I I don't know whether they have the option to go totally YOLO I, I I really don't you know based on what Peyton said he's you know he says they're they're going to take care of the guys that he said I think they're going to take care of the guys they know which you know I guess that means there's you know a handful of guys that they really trust that they want to you know that they really believe in that they love and that they're going to take care of and they're going to make it work no matter what. Um, but uh, so yeah, I would say middle of the road at 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 best for them, it'll be middle of the road uh, financially, as far as an approach. Andrew, what do you think? What do you think will be sort of because I think the Saints have to get quarterback done, maybe try to get it done before free agency. But what are sort of tips that or or, or sort of signs that you'll be looking for in sort of contracts that they do that will sort of tip you off and be like, hey, I think these moves that they've made means they aren't going to stand pat. They aren't go- like they're go they're still going to be chasing a Super Bowl. They are like we're not maybe we're not in full YOLO mode, but they ain't reloading or or retreading or whatever. They're still going for it, trying to win, trying to be a playoff team. What sort of cap moves would you see that they would do and you'd be like, Mickey Loomis still chasing still chasing it hard? Well, I know they there's a few ones I would answer that with. I know they really value Marcus Williams. And so if they find a way to get him done and bring him back, then I think they're serious about trying to compete ASAP. Because I think that that's the kind of guy where he's going to get a big deal. And if you're just like, yeah, we can't compete with that financially, and you don't you don't try to cap shenanigan it so you can keep him, then uh, he's going to sign with a, a huge contract, and then you, maybe you get a third-round pick as compensation for him. So... Uh, in in the subsequent year. So I I think what they do with Marcus Williams will be pretty telling. You know, a couple of other things to keep an eye on. I mean, I think with Ramchek, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I don't think there's any way Ramchek or Lattimore are are playing on the Saints this coming year on their current deals. I just, I don't think there's any way they will because they're both on one-year, fifth-year option rookie deals. And I just think that's an easy way by extending them to lower their cap number. That's that's going to be part of the Mickey Loomis process of getting the numbers down to fit within the caps. So, well, and also, too, rent, rent, star rent players like is. them don't don't play out the fifth-year option. You either you either extend them or you trade them. That's how that well, works. No, they, they do if, if you've got the cap space, you know, and, and you want to see how they do in their fifth year. I mean, there's been plenty of first-round picks for the Saints that have played out their fifth year, but... Uh, I would mm, say who were right stars now, that who were who was a star that played out Mark their fifth Ingram year? Mark Ingram played out his fifth year. Rankins just played out his fifth year. I mean, he's not a star anymore, but I mean, he, they they've had guys. Rankins just did it. So anyway, my point is, I just think I look at Lattimore, and that would be a big one for me. I think if they extend him long term, then I think they're serious about trying to win this year and in the in the near future because they want a number one corner. If mm-hmm. they trade Lattimore to get his contract off the books and get under the cap, then I mean, that's about as clear of a signal as you can get that like we're getting rid of our number one cover corner. We're not planning to win this year. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, that's that's it's interesting. I, the the reason I ask it is. 
is I think it can just go so many different ways uh, this year. But the one thing I think that is clear, Dave, you know, and, and, and we've had free agency before where, you know, and like after 2011, they had to sign Breeze. And we were like, well, they got to get Breeze done first. And then they know what happens and then they'll do everything else. And they didn't. The Saints, like with Breeze, they always were like, well, we'll just tag him in 2011 or, you know, after 20, what was it, 2017 or 2018, he, they knew he wasn't going to leave, so they did other things uh, before that. But I feel like, Dave, this year, they, they got to get – they cannot go into the free agency period and be where they haven't either haven't made a trade for Matthew Stafford or they can't have Jameis Winston being like, hey, Jameis, you can go take five visits and we'll figure it out. Like they, they've got to lock it. They've got to lock in a quarterback because you don't know how the draft is going to go. They're picking so low in the draft. They, there's no guarantee. Yeah. There's no guarantee you know, that they can trade uh, up and one, get a quarterback. So I feel like Dave quarterback is going to happen before free agent opens. Free agency opens. Am I is that is that crazy? Is that a crazy theory by me? Uh, and should we should uh should I fire up the X Files music and should I post that on Saints QB and on? I don't know. Uh, they they've been known to take risks and to kind of just uh, let it fly. I mean, you know, they Loomis, Kai Harley, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, they they've got a good handle on the market, and you know, they they. I, I, they know that if they could let a player just go and sit there, uh, you know, if they've got a player that thinks he's worth something and they know he's not, yeah, go ahead, go look for that, and then come back to us when you realize, uh, you know, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> so I, no, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it has to be a done deal. I don't think it has to be a done yeah. deal. Um, so before we get to uh, real quick, what? I was looking at the history of the 28th pick, Ralph. Which is where the Saints are picking, and is it terrible? That that it's so bad. I mean, if you look <laughs> at forty, if you look at forty years of drafting, twenty eighth overall, you know, Daryl Green was a great corner for the Hall of Fame, form, formerly Redskins. Uh, uh, Derek Brooks, the linebackers on here, Tampa for the, Hall for of the Fame Buc- for the Bucks. He was good. Uh, you've got Joe Staley, the offensive tackle for the. Yeah, Niners. he's good. Uh, and. Mark Ingram, both Mark Ingram Jr. and Sr. are on here. Wow. So, yeah, that was a little interesting tidbit. His dad in 87 and then him in 2011 were both picked 28th. But that's about it. That's the list. That's Otherwise, the... I mean, I, so... I can read these out. Only one QB, actually, Mark Malone, who was terrible. Um, since This is since 1980. But, yeah, a lot of, that, lot of garbage. That sort of solidifies Dave or Dave's argument of – Fucking send that first pick, first round pick for Matthew Stafford, baby. Yeah. Like, send it and send the send the compensatory third this year and next year, and get Matthew Stafford in the building, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, I've got questions. You go and you go into Discord and pull up the other questions. But Dave, this is from Reichert. Uh, was watching the NFC Championship game more like a root canal or to or a Tabasco enema? Oh God! Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm happy to report that uh, I've never experienced either of those uh, yet in my life. That is amazing, uh, considering the amount of sugar that you consume. <laughs> that is that is a that is a bigger upset than the Pelicans losing by 20 to the Timberwolves last night. Jesus uh, Christ! Let's let's not go there. Yeah, I, I floss every day. Look, it's all about flossing. You gotta. Make sure you floss, kids. Um, I'm gonna say, I don't know. I mean, like a root canal. They they give you the drugs. I mean, you know, the root canal's not bad now. I've, I've had three of them. They're not bad. Like they they drug you up, and they they depending on your dentist. Like I have a, a great dentist. She, it's not it's not it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you could give for a, a Tabasco enema. I mean, that sounds you, you terrible. Like, you, you've got to, you've got to, you got to live through that, you know, yeah. straight up, uh, all the way through. So I'm, I'll say a Tabasco enema. <laughs> Doctor Keon asks, "Can we get Aaron Rodgers, Andrew?" Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, no. No. 
Do we have any? Do we have I mean, any questions? The Packers, the Packers aren't kidding, right? No. Come on. I mean, they have Jordan Love, but they're they're not gonna. I mean, they get five years he's, of Jordan Love. He's a freaking he's a freaking MVP. There's yeah. no way they're getting rid of the MVP. Do we have any questions in the Discord channel, Andrew? Yeah, we got we got several. I'll give this one to you, Dave. Uh, here's a question to ponder: Could the Saints have won the Super Bowl with one of the following QBs? In the 2018, 19, and 20 seasons. So any of those three. The list is Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, Taysom, Jameis, and Tom Brady. So six QBs. Disregard cap and circumstance. Would it be possible to win the Super Bowl with any of these six? And if so, which ones? Absolutely. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously, because Tom Brady that have that Tom Brady that have three and Tommy Lee Lewis would be dead (laughs) because the amount of flags that would have fell on him would have crushed his body in 2018 if Tom Brady was the Saints quarterback. That is a fact. And you cannot, you cannot right change now. my mind. Timestamp that. That that's your yeah. uh, clip for the week, right there. Yeah, that's that's very Thomas. true. That's, that's a great true. quote. And then uh, Mahomes for sure too. I mean, Mahomes is uh... Watson. Why well, they probably win with Watson? Yeah. What about Stafford? They. I they mean, win a Super Bowl uh, honestly, US yes. They, Stafford. They, they, could, they, they could win with a lot of those guys. To Stafford to right, me. Now, now let's go, Jameis and Taysom. I, yeah, I don't know. No, no. Jameis and Taysom are too. They they turn the ball over too much for me. I don't think. Yeah, I think yeah, I Stafford with the Saints though would be very fascinating to me. Not only because it would be fun, but it would be Stafford would have no more excuses. Like if he go, if he would come to the Saints and flop, his entire career will be completely different. Whereas, like, now he's sort of like the Archie Manning of the Lions, right? But if he comes to the Saints and the Saints have won 49 games in four years and he doesn't at least get the Saints to the playoffs a couple times, his career will look completely different. So I'm I'm fascinated with the with the Stafford to the Saints. All right, we've got Amick, uh 5505. He's asking us again if we would trade first-rounder for Stafford. We already answered that. Um I'm going to give this one to you, Dave. This is a good Dave question. This is from Hoodat, H-O-O-Dat. Casey likes to play from behind after spotting the opponent a TD or two, including the game that was on earlier. Uh, any chance Any chance they would let Brady fall victim to a 28-3 lead in his home stadium, no less? Ooh. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't think they would want to purposely get down 25 points. That's a, that's a little risky. And I, I don't, I don't think they intentionally get down points. I think yeah. just for it's some reason, be, they're a team that's slow to start, but it's going to be interesting with Tampa because not only, Kansas not only does Tampa, Dave, not only does Tampa get a home game in their state, in their stadium, but I would assume that like, all those healthcare workers that the NFL has invited to the soup, like those are all going to be from the Tampa area. Like that, it's going to be basically a home game for Tampa, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I can't believe they. Uh, it sucks. Of course, I, that I, happens at Tampa. I know. I know. I can't no, believe... no Super Bowls ever in Foxborough, and the first year he goes to, to Tampa. God, it's I bound hate to, to hear that. I hate to hear that. Continue, Andrew, with the that. questions. All right, uh, there's back-to-back questions from Balky, our buddy. Yeah. Uh, on the front on the front lines of COVID, uh, he he's got a couple uh, great ones, and I want these are both good ones for you, Ralph. The first one is quite simply, why can't we have nice things? We can't. This is I tweeted this out. Tampa going to the Super Bowl in their home stadium because of a PI call. That means one of two things: either God hates the Saints, or God is dead, and Satan is now running things. Fair. Uh, look, I, I have an answer for this question, too, and Ralph, you can play the X-Files music. Okay, and I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I'm putting it out there. Uh, I want you all to listen and pay attention. Uh, I think, uh, why can't we have nice things? I, I think uh, the 28-3 thing, man. I, I think it's. I Here think we we're fucking ourselves. I think we are. I think we are cursing ourselves. You know, we Putting continue. Some bad karma out there. Huh? We continue to just 
to just rip into the Falcons for 28-3. It had not 28. It had nothing to do with us. That game had nothing to do with the Saints, and we just inserted ourselves into their business, and uh, we have, you know, Phrasing. yeah, we've we've made we've made a joke of it, and nothing good has happened to the Saints since that has happened. Okay, I want you to remember that. Ever since the Falcons lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriots, after leading 28-3. You've got you had the Minnesota miracle catch, you had the no call, uh, you had losing the Minnesota again. Now you had this year. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I think we got to lose the 28 to three stuff. I think we got to let it go. I don't think we're gonna. If, if I, you I had told me I'd have to suffer through the something. last four years when, at 28 to three, at that very moment when that extra was point went through, and Arthur Blank is doing that celebration, that double arm extension on TV. And at that very moment, if you had told me, Andrew, I will offer you these next four years of excruciating playoff exits for the Saints, but in return, the Falcons will lose this game. I would say, fucking give it to me. I'll sign. Where do I sign? Right <laughs> yeah, now. I will sign that paper and there's no take backs. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I hope it was worth so, it. So, Dave, it was worth it, and it I was regret worth nothing. it. Because right, when when asks quite simply, "Why can't we have nice things?" That's, that's why, why we, we can't have nice things. Eight to three, you, we we sold our souls to the devil for twenty. Maybe to I was a little hasty in that decision. <laughs> All right, uh, Ralph. This is also from Balky. He wants to know: Is it just me? Or is the off-season shaping up to be the most Ralph Malbro prediction-ish off-season ever? Oh, we it e- is. We either make the right. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, we either make the right choice at QB, the team stays largely intact, and the team burns the NFL to the ground, or we make the wrong choice at QB, we bottom out because of it, and have horrible cash cap issues. No middle ground. I think it is. I think this is a question for you, Andrew. It is the most. It is the most Ralphy uh, off season ever. Like it's gonna. It's. I actually think nothing in between. I actually am. am I'm like that on game day. I, I fully admit it. But I think actually this year for the Saints, I actually think there's a middle path of the Saints go nine and seven, and we fight it out next off season up until free agency on whether the Saints should sign or kick Jameis to the curb. Like I think that like I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be easy answer one way or the other. I think Jameis is gonna go he's gonna throw for like thirty touchdowns, but like have like twenty turnovers and the Saints are gonna go nine and seven and it's gonna be just blood in the streets for Saints Twitter. That's what I that's how I think it's gonna go. It would also be very saintsy to start like zero and six, but then like, <laughs> but then they they finish on like a six game win streak and finish seven and nine, you yeah. know, and and Jameis just tears it up in a bunch of meaningless yeah, games. That's... Yeah, that yeah. Oh, would be great. And then you have uh, yeah. All right, here, here's one more, uh, Dave. Uh, do you think the Saints trade Lattimore or Ramchek, and would you trade either of them for Stafford and a third? Ooh. Sorry, sorry. So it'd be Lattimore or Ramchek and a third for Stafford. Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, I, I would. Yeah, I would. Which yeah. one? Either. <sighs> you got to keep Ram. You can't trade Ramchek. Yeah, or Stafford, right? You gotta exactly. Yeah, you got. Ex- that's exactly right. So yeah, I probably would get rid of Lattimore, and then you know, then you don't have to pay him, so that helps out with the salary cap issue. And then you're only giving up a third round pick. You get to keep your first round pick. I know it's only a 28th pick, but uh, so yeah, I, I would so, sign, you know, sign Janoris, me up in a heartbeat Janoris for that. Jenkins is 33, and he's probably a cap casualty because he's supposed to make like 11 million or something this year. So yeah, so you realize you just traded away. We're losing Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins. Yeah. Maybe we could re-sign, you know, maybe we can renegotiate and get Janoris Jenkins' cap hit down. Yeah. I don't know. That's scary. That would scare That would scare me to death. Like, I'm petrified to pay Lattimore because he's so inconsistent, but I'm petrified to let him leave because I know how the Saints look without corners. I saw it in 2014, 15, yeah, I'm, and 16, and it was saying, awful. Like, uh, all this Lattimore talk about him leaving, I get it. I get it. He's so inconsistent. He's frustrating. But we're really dancing. I mean, we're, we're doing a slow tango, a flamenco dance with Ken Crawley playing corner again. 
I just yeah. want you guys to know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tra- Travis Fredericks, Ken Crawley, B.W. Webb. <laughs> Sterling Moore. I mean, yeah. Brandon Browner. Damian Swan. Yeah. White. I mean, the corners. Dark list, it my friend. Dark. It was dark. It was dark day. It was, it was the darkest night, and and morning seems so far away. So, do we have any more, Andrew? <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, uh, guys, thanks for joining us in the chat room. Oh, oh hold on. Balky asks if he can have a third question. Go ahead. That's his third. That, that's his third question. Yeah, yeah, he's, there you go. he's already yes, you he's Balky asked some great questions he's already hit on like two of Thomas's uh video rants like our off Balky question he he's he's like uh he's like first team all question asker if that was a thing um oh but, yeah time stamp the 28 to 3 thing too that's yeah a good, that would be a good I forgot Thomas to thing. do the time stamps again but Thomas, Backer. if you notice, I had the video. I had it all stacked right. The 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 graphic came on. No, nothing popped up. It was right, and I believe this video is streaming at 7:20. So I don't think Thomas in our meeting on Tuesday. I don't think he'll spend the first 10 minutes insulting me. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um, but everybody, thanks for joining us. Listen. Every other Saints podcast, they're I like, "Oh, we we'll we see you. We'll see. You. We're we're gonna cut down the schedule. We're not gonna we're not gonna be doing as much. We'll see you around the draft and when free agency really gets kicking." Not us. We go every freaking day. We had breaking news about Ryan Nielsen staying, about Michael Thomas's surgery. So we continue to roll. This train just rolls on and on and on in the off season. We're the best. So you should sign up and get your forever Drew Brees Cup before they go out of stock and they're gone forever. It's 10 bucks a month, and you get access to the Discord channel, which is amazing. Uh, and if you want more swag, go to saintshappyhourshop.com. Dave's got all our swag set up. You can buy even more of it. So do it. We're the best thing. Oh, and by the way, Malta, I'm very disappointed in you. 11th. What in oh. the hell? is going on in Malta. Are y'all like on vacation or something? That is disrespectful what? and and, and uh, I'm 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 very displeased. So get it back. Get it together, Malta. Get us back in the Get us back. Get us back in the top. We need to trade for Stafford to, to move up in Malta. That's right. So, for Andrew, for Dave, for Kevin who's MIA, I'm Ralph. Until next time, the bar is closed.